This episode is powered by Poddex. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Welcome again to another edition of the Talking Pop Podcast. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, the Franchise Scores. Joining me is my co-host, the one and only Biko. Hello. Hope you guys are keeping nice and warm. It's fucking hot. Not too bad, actually. I'm fucking burning as hell. (coughs) Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's fucking hot outside. It's like a burn, I think. Like, like we're not even like summer yet. I mean, the solstice is supposed to start like next week, but we're still fucking like burning right now. Um, anywho, hope you guys had a good weekend, especially for your football fans. No, I'm not talking about American football. I'm talking about actual football. You know, or you foot, <laughs> and and not just the one time. So the one guy on the team who nobody respects earns a paycheck just to kick the ball through these two poles, and then they get mad at him when he the one thing he has to do on the team. And then they wonder why people go to soccer, or I'm sorry, football. So yeah, guys, it's soccer here, but football everywhere else. The pride. So pretty much like right now, it's the summer of tournaments, like commercial calling like the summer of champions because there's a lot of like tournaments coming out. So this <coughs> weekend, um, last weekend pretty much kicked off uh, Euro 2020, even though it was supposed to be last year, but of course you know the pandemic and all that's fun stuff. So. Uh, yeah, so basically it was the whole weekend of nothing but, yeah, the first time I ever watched, like, so many football matches was freaking crazy. Like, I never watched so much all weekend. And, of course, you know, the biggest scare out of that one was um, Christian Eriksen, you know, in the 29th yeah. minute of the match between um, Denmark and Finland, he collapsed. And it's one of those, like, scariest moments in sports because it's, like, you know, the funny thing is, to be honest with you, like, I was watching a match, but I had to use the restroom, and when I came back, I was like, I see like a bunch of players group around, like, oh my god, what happened, you know, either someone got hurt, but, um, yeah, and that supposedly, uh, 
he wasn't moving, and luckily enough, the medical staff was able to help him out, and he was able to get off the field. But it's been a lot of reports, and I'm glad he's okay. Like, the, what I do like about the whole, like, football role, like, everyone, like, came together, everyone from other countries, like, wishing him well, you know. Every match you were watching after that were like, get well soon, Eric Christian Erickson. Some were even chanting his name in the stands from all all the countries everywhere. We're caught in cheering for all the European countries in the tournaments. Make sure everyone on Twitter. But it's been like, you know, interesting that he was saying that apparently it was cardiac arrest and supposedly that's what their reports are saying. But he's been he's been talking to her, like he's been talking to his teammates, you know. And I think he went on Twitter um, talking about what happened and stuff and what went what he went through and he was trying like. You know the team, like the Dutch, like the Dutch team, were like the Denmark team, were like, you know, should they play? You know, it was a tough decision they had to make, and eventually, you know, they continued the match, like, like thing, like ninety minutes later, yeah, continued the match, and then you know they played on, and like I said, Christian just went to Twitter to like thank everyone for all the well wishes, everything, and he was like, even he was trying to answer some stuff because he apparently he was gone, and they were able to resuscitate him, like they had him CPR, and he was dead. He, he was, was clinically, dead. yeah, he was dead for a few minutes, actually, and they were able to get him back to, you know, pretty much they ended up doing CPR and ended up using the defibrillator to bring him back. Like I said, they were able to bring him back. That was cool. Like, like that medical staff did not give up, and for some reason he was able to pull through, and he's taking care of himself right now. He's, I think he's still hospitalized. They're still running tests. He was. I think they are. One of the rumors is cardiac arrest. Um, but he went on Twitter saying, like, thank you to everybody. Like, he was thinking, like, everybody, you know, for the well wishes. You know, and he, he said he'll be cheering on his teammates, and hopefully he'll be able to get back on the pitch soon. But yeah, it's it, it was a scary moment. You know, it's you know what these athletes go through. But like I said, going through this pandemic, we don't know what kind of training they go through, preparing for that, and based on the environment they come from, it it can happen anytime. I mean, there's been instances in the past where like you know soccer players or football players, you know, either they get collapsed during practice or training, depending on the environment they're in. But like I said, it, it's scary for that kid. He's like 29 years old. And like I said, I'm just glad that everything went well, that he's okay. You know, and like I said, the whole basically the whole soccer world just came together and, you know, wishing him well and everything. They all just came together and all thinking of him. Because a lot of, like, players who were, like, his former teammates or his teammates, like, at Milan and stuff, and, you know, it, it, even most of them were scoring goals or were, like, paying tributes to him and everything on the celebrations. Well, dude, he he's one of the big players on Inter Milan. So that's why it's just like, well, two things. But like, it's it's good to see that like the soccer world came around to see it because like it's it's tough to see. It's like I guess I don't want to compare the 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 reaction to like to what the George Floyd um, situation had occurred, but like just the fact that we're watching something which is real. It it's it's real happened on national television, let alone football as a sport. And a guy just claps like that. And it's like, it's sad to see because it's like, wow, did he just. And it's plenty of times athletes have died, you know, doing playing the sport that they've worked so hard to, to go into. So, like, it, it was beautiful to see that people offered their support, um, and including the fans. Uh, UEFA, I, I don't know. Do I don't. We can talk about it too, or we can go into a deeper. Uh, Analysis of it on like whether they should have played again or not. Yeah, but, like hold on. Yeah. The one thing I will say mm-hmm. is unfortunately, unfortunately, I came across an article today that were basically fact checking these. Um, the regulations. No, they were fact checking a an article that was written by the team. It was like a press statement 
Those mm-hmm. written by the team, and I got like a hole through like some journal person, and I can't remember the article or like the publishing house that was reporting it. Mm-hmm. But they up they posted a status saying that he that Erickson was given the the vaccine or he he wasn't he was not vaccinated or, or and and that he and all that stuff so basically like fake news for what it's worth saying it's not that va- he wasn't vaccinated and that like he's never showed any history of heart problems and we're talking about like football athletes like soccer athletes are some of the most fittest people in the world so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like okay makes sense but then the, then they retracted that post because the next minute or two after they changed the headline on it and saying that he was vaccinated and all that stuff. And he took the Pfizer vaccine on May 31st. So now there's just a lot of backlash because a team recanted the statement and then put another one saying that he was, what mm-hmm. you call it, he wasn't vaccinated. So it's like, which one is it? And and obviously with Pfizer taking a lot of heat, um, all these vaccine companies coming out, but like what overall what I'm saying is like, there's now there's like this fake news going about where, oh, did he take the vaccine and that's what happened? Cause I mean, if, if that's well, the case, I mean, that's the case. But it's like, the bad thing is it doesn't look good because how can the team post that he did it and then come back out and say, oh, no, he did. And we have to obviously leave like room for speculation to where it's like, oh, well, yeah, somebody could easily publish this and it come out or a journalist got his recent, like his source info wrong. It happens. But the thing is, I think they went back to the journalist who went back to the source and even the source is credited saying um, the whole team did vaccinate. Like as a team, they vaccinated. But then... There's just so much I don't know shit if going on. That I, don't I think know because, like I said, that. it's like to me, it's like they're using that as a tool. I think this is the media using that as a tool. Yeah, to create a narrative, sure. It's to create a narrative. But like for. so far, like I said, even the team, like like they did tests and was like he had a cardiac episode. That's pretty much what they were ruling that it was a cardiac episode. It happens. It could be like a lot of factors. It could be you know, I mean, like I said, I know that's been like up and down with like the, the vaccine and stuff. But like I said, I. You know, I for me, I it's gonna be like two week, two weeks tomorrow since I had my second dose. And like I said, for me, um, you know, the only thing I had was just like the fatigue and you know the fever. That was the most common signs. But there hasn't been any reports about anything with cardio. Or, I mean, the only thing like the pharmacist when I did it, like they told me like just if just breathing. My breathing was fine. Like I was breathing fine and everything. To me, it was just for me. It was just the common um, side effects, which were just like you know body fatigue. You know. Your arm is sore, and then like you're, you're having fever. But I don't think there's been any other reports of like anything to do with cardiac issues. But like I said, it like I said, it's at that time when that moment happened. You know, like, they try to their best try to get as much info as can. But you know, it's in those t- type of situations, it, it is like kind of tough because it's like they have to run these tests, and you know how long it takes to run a test. And like I said, I'm just happy for the fact that he's fine. He's in stable condition. He was able to talk to, you know, he went on Twitter. Like I said, he went on Twitter and talked to, like, media, basically. Not media, but taking all the followers, taking everybody, you know, for the well wishes. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he went on, you know, on Twitter and just thank everybody, you know, that he's doing okay. He's still in the hospital. He's recovering. And and like I said, but to me, when you wait for, like, did you agree for the fact that they, you know, should should they have resumed the match? Or you think they should just move postpone until like another day so the the Denmark team, the Danish teams can like players can like you know recover uh-huh. because yeah they were at a shock and all because they were gonna lose like their friend, their teammate, their friend you know. I mean, it it, it was a tough situation you know at that point. But do you feel that they should have just like postponed it to another day, or you agree with their decision to 
go back and play because even they talked to like the coaches, the players were out of it. They were really in shock. You know, it, do you agree with that? Um, honestly, UEFA is on my company, and we already know how how corrupt FIFA is in general. But I think it was in poor taste to continue the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know. Emotions, emotional side, emotion, an emotional side, like the emotional perspective of it is that, like, I think it's in poor taste and very disrespectful because on a, a person collapsed in the field, it's a very tough situation, and, and, and that happened in front of millions of viewers, and then you have their significant other there, you know, racing in their mind, like, worried that their loved one is, like, obviously, like, in a state of, it's a scary situation, so... Yeah, they took their time and they decided their like ninety minutes that they took to decide it. But at the same time, I just why go ahead and say we cancel it, we suspended the match until further notice, and then like an hour and a half later we should continue. And mind you, yes, all the teams that do participate in the tournament, they're there. It's not like they couldn't reschedule it per se because it, it is still group play rounds. So I just I think it was early enough to where, and I know in that situation you just hit the race, like all the the production team are just racing to see what what direction they should go with. But like, I think it's early enough that they should have just postponed the match for another day, and given the chance, like they could have assessed the situation a lot better, emotional perspective wise. Mm-hmm. But also as a business, I still think it was like that's still. I think it's going to reflect. Obviously, there's fans. I'm not going to care. But there's still going to be a, a portion, I feel like, of the population who's going to see this in bad taste. Because it's just kind of like... I mean, we're just talking about it, right? You're mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, now you're going to get broad the broader audience coming and saying, like, that's just terrible. So it's just... Well, also, like, your teammate just yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, thank you. Your teammate... Like, these are... Yeah, it's a it's a culture. When Like, anybody who's played organized sports... Thank you, Ron. Anybody who's played organized sports... You, it's like you get, you get, um, just like in anything you do when you build up a team culture, you get so connected with these people all doing the same thing you love and you mm-hmm. share a connection and a bond. And like, you're talking about teammates who are playing, representing their country that they are from, like to see a very skilled and main, a, a big star Inter Milan to collapse like that. And your teammates like basically die in the field and everyone's standing like, holy I just think it's in poor taste to have the match like that. Um, and I know obviously business size, like the show must go on, yada, yada, yada. But I think um, I think this is some shit that the NFL would have probably pulled too. Mm-hmm. I just never thought that I would see it in football because it, I felt like football, it's such a beautiful game that it's held, I feel personally, it's held to a higher regard. I know you have Americans who are like, oh, football, you know, American football is a big deal. It is. But in a grander worldwide scale, it's not. So, and forever, like for in the, the start of the summer, right? We just it's scary to see, and I just don't think. I think UEFA has to go back to the board, and, and they really got to think about how this could play out for another future situation where it could happen again. Um, kudos to the medical staff to be there so fast and. And creating a privacy screen was, I think it was... Such, like, a lot of the players did that. Like, the players, all the teammates did yeah, that, like, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like, the fact that... I they, like for the, the fact players, that, like... That all those people I like for around. the fact that the fans, well, too, like... Okay. What I mean is, like, the fact that they were just ran out and they were able to create this in front of, yeah. like, millions of viewers, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that they have to do that, right? 
It's fucking... It, it's and sad. And keep playing. And then keep playing, dog. Like, that's what sucks. Is that, like... Come on, dude. I've seen faster carry-offs at McDonald's. Like, there, you can't tell... Like, come on, dude. Like, it's just fucked. But... They're making the money, and, like, at the end of the day, the tournament's gonna move on. I'm glad to hear that he's okay and stable and in better condition. It's just... Now we're hearing with the fake news of it all. And if it does have to do with the vaccine, it has to do with the vaccine. And, and that is what it is. But at the end of the day, obviously, we know each body's going to take the, whatever they're throwing into their system. It's going to take differently. Um, and I don't want to come off as sounding like an anti-vax or anything. Because I'm not. I just, I just think that, like, when it comes to these situations, people need to think critically for fucking one time in their life. And honestly, like, if they're a fan of soccer, if they're still contemplating whether to get a vaccine or not, like, please, please do your diligence. Do your research. Yes. And just sit back and think again. Think, but think, think too, and but think, think some more. But don't, don't, like, the first argument you see that says this, and then this, and then this. No, do your research. There's yeah, a lot of like, information. There's, like, actually, there's actually a lot of companies coming up with, va- there's, like, a lot of other vaccine companies besides, like, Pfizer or Moderna doing clinical trials and stuff. Yeah, because they took their time. They took their due diligence. They, they took their time. Have. That's what I mean. Buddy. And they're they're showing promising results. And yeah. I mean, like I said, like you know, to the point, like yeah, we're starting to open up. Like everything's starting to open up again. You know, there's points that vaccines um, do work, but it's like they are starting to open up. And you know, I mean, yeah, it's helpful, but you can be your points like, oh, should I get it or not? But like, yeah, think of a fact. Do you want to get back to normalcy? You want to get back to you know, it'll be see your family again and see your relatives. It does help, and you know, though I mean, like, doesn't mean like you know, I'll, you know, I'm getting sick and tired wearing a mask. But at the same time, too, it's like, actually, just do research, see what works for you, talk to your physician, you know, um, see which one works for you, you know, depending on your condition. Like, because I heard like Moderna's not as like bad as um, Pfizer is. I think Pfizer's a little stronger, but Moderna works just as well. And I so I know they've been using that for like. I think, like, for kids and stuff, they're using Moderna more, and yeah. it's been showing, like, good results with, like, kids, so they're using that right now. But, um, like I said, it's all about just, like, doing your research and just just think about it, you know? Take your time thinking, like I said, plan it out and just recover. And, like I said, you're doing this to help people. You know, you're doing this, you know, that way you can get your body prepared, you know? That's what it is. It's all about getting your body prepared for it. Because people don't want to be surprised, like, how your body is. Your body, like... You you take your like your immune system for granted because they do their best to try to protect your body because they take you know when they fight any infection I know I'm going into science here by uh, <laughs> biology here but you know based on watching cells that work the anime and which just does a really good job when it comes to like depicting like how your body reacts to certain illnesses and stuff and germs and stuff they keep a track like you got memory cells that keep track you know of you know what illness you get and they can find a way to fight it back. Because yeah. yeah, every time you get sick, your your body, your memory cells take like an image or an idea like how to you know fight the infection. That's why you know, yeah, fevers are bad, but fevers can also be a good thing because some some bacteria don't react well to heat. Well, fevers are your natural body response defense, to fight yeah. infection, so that's the thing, and I think that med- medical science has helped us understand how the body needs fever rushes to kind of help fight infections and i just think that's the problem too is that there's just a lot of misinformation that people which plays into that like that's hence why like i brought up that article situation about the erickson um, circumstances just because it's like how fast Mm -hmm. people post stuff 
recant statements and then there's still because what once you throw that idea into the water it's especially the internet it's so fucked it's like it's a highway that like once you're on it there it's very difficult to get off it's like impossible to get off in a sense of if you when you create that digital footprint and when it comes to like journalism media like this is the lat like even with the pandemic i i just fucking i hate so much how it's just getting even worse information wise as well Mm mm-hmm we're like they really need to clean this shit up. Um, not saying that the the mainstream media ever had integrity to begin with, but it's just kind of like, well, it's a good place to start now, if you want to make your money's worth, because you're gonna start losing a lot of people. And then I think when it comes to situations of life or death, it's very important. Like you get those facts correct, you know. And so it's just it's fucked up that even in a situation like this that can still get thrown in a haywire. Where people like, especially if it was like, for instance, his family, tuning into the game, watching it, it's like we gotta know where he is, what, whatever, you know, hospital, no matter what, and even that gets thrown around. So it's just, for for those type of situations, man, I I just would wish people would do their diligence, um, and and I'm not saying in all aspects of life, but geez, in those type of things, man, life and death, it's kind of crazy to, yeah, not take your time. Yeah, and it's like almost like a wake-up call for everybody, like, hey, you got to get healthy, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, yeah. But, like I said, I do love, I mean, I would say, yeah, I'm glad the medical staff were able to react quicker, and they were able to help him, they were able to save his life, and he's recovering now. But what I do appreciate for a fact that, pretty much, like I said, the whole community, the whole, like, soccer community, all countries were all coming together, like, fans from, you know, fans of Ericsson, and even, like, the Finnish, like, you saw the Finnish fans were, like, cheering his name and everything in the stands and they were completely I saw like you know even the Finnish fans were comforting the Danish like the Denmark like the the Danish fans too because they were like comforting them like I had like they were showing like videos of like you know the fans comforting each other and stuff mm-hmm. and, you know even the Finnish fans were like crying too it was like you know it was one of those situations well, it's a it's a, it's a- it's a person. <laughs> it's a person, yeah. It's, that's what I mean. That's, that's like, why I like, the, you know, regardless of all, like, like regardless of the, any country you come from, don't, like, everyone has a comment. We're all soccer fans. We all love the sport. We love the game. It's like, that's why I really appreciate, like, everyone, like, watching, like, and then you see, like, girl, like, you see these other countries that are now the first time they make it to the center, like, North Macedonia was in it. Like, that's kind of cool. And when I saw, like, that match, like, against, um, Against Austria, they made their first goal. It sounds like the first time they scored in so many years in a major tournament, and it was freaking nuts. And um, but like I said, just taking that aspect, you know, the community that coming together and you know showing support. Like I said, even like like I said, fans from all different countries, you know, were showing support to Christian Eriksen. That was like freaking great. That was awesome. You know, that was a lot positivity. Like yeah, but to me, that was like yeah, that was one of those situations where yeah, it was really grim and stuff and. Yeah, but like I said, I'm glad he's okay and he's recovering. You know, that's really awesome. And like I said, the most of like football I've ever seen on weekend. Like I said, we got a lot of tournaments. I think Copa America just started this week too. And your favorite boy Messi, I guess he was able to score a goal. And I guess they had a tie with Chile yesterday. And um, I think today Portugal played earlier. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored again. Uh, he's like one of the least scorers for Portugal right now. He played. He played. I think it was like his fifth tournament. I think mm. overall so far, like his fifth fifth Euro. So of course he's doing well as well. Um, I know we're talking about sports guys, but <laughs> but 
Hey, sports are part of pop culture too, so it's me. It's sports, you know. I know we got to talk about football, but like I said, summer and there's plenty of soccer and stuff going around. Like I said, we got that. We got Copa America, and then we got the Gold Cup coming out next next uh, month, and then you got the Olympics as well. That's coming soon as well, which it's gonna be interesting to see because then you got like they're gonna do three and three basketball at the Olympics. They're gonna have skateboarding now as part of the Olympics now, and it's gonna be interesting to see how Tokyo handles it because I know there's been a lot of reports that. You know, they're, they're on the fence about having either fans in the arena or not. It's like it's been like debated right now, and we'll, we'll see how the proceedings go. I mean, they're trying to carry on. And one thing I did see last night, I ended up taking the opportunity to watch the first episode of Loki on Disney Plus, and dude, it, it was great, and I enjoyed it. I like the way that's gonna go. It's gonna head because he's a villain that I don't. He's like to me. He became the most popular villain of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, the, he's phenomenal as Loki, man. I can't picture anybody else taking that mantle. And while that could buy it, yeah, it is a direct, like, almost like a sequel to Endgame because this is the Loki from 2012. This is 2012 Loki from 2012 Avengers. And, of course, he used to test that to escape, and, of course, he gets um, captured by the TVA, which, you know, they're... Kind of like the time police, basically. They, you know, govern the flow of time or the timeline. And they see him as a variant because he's very off the, the set path. And um, it's interesting to see how he, like, he gets, like, checked in. Like, he's being docked at, like, at a pretty much... game book like at a police station, basically. That's the way they make it look. But they're, like, a time agency. Like, they govern time. And they're, like, you know... Oh, is it, is it, are you sure it's not the movie um, In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried? Okay. Based on the book? Which is actually pretty good. It just the movie's not that bad either. Check it out, guys. You'd be surprised. Eh, yeah, that's if he. <laughs> Silly Murphy's in there though. He's great. Um, but yeah, it could have been the dialogue's actually not that good. Like the rise not that good. Um, but the concept is great. If you read the book, the book is way better. But like, mm-hmm. it's just funny to see Justin Timberlake at that time where it's like, oh, I'm not really working on music that much right now, but I'm also doing mediocre movies because I can't seem to get better ones. So like, here we are. Um, and the concept it's good but like why did I get on that tangent uh fuck <laughs> oh man I just interrupted you for some reason no it's so, alright man it's alright why did I get off on that tangent no oh, the, 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 the time police there you go for a little, yeah let me okay, pull up the plot real that. quick yeah. but they ha- it's cause they ha- there you go they have cops in there too that do the same shit like Silly Murphy's a detective who goes and makes sure that people aren't like bootlegging fucking time like there's drug people who do that like they, they deal with their time cause it's your your currency is that. So basically what they're trying to work towards now, guys. They do they do that. Like that's what we do. We trade our time for money. Anyways. So like that's why it's it's like a meta concept where in this dystopian world even though we're kind of living one. It just looks nice. Or like the good place. Like, yeah, so yeah, like the good place that's a great show. Yeah. Um that, like I said, going back to like the TV, like I said, their sole purpose is making sure to keep the timelines, you know, the sacred timeline intact. But there's people that, you know, go off that path. They call them, like, variants. And that's what Loki was. He was considered variant. And then I kind of like for a fact he points out Loki's, like, apparently, um, you know, they mentioned, well, about the Avengers? They kind of, like, broke the timeline when Steve Rogers went back in time fixed fix it. But, you know, that, that was supposed to happen. That was supposed to happen? That was supposed to happen, sir. Like, the Avengers are not in trouble or something. Oh, that's a nice Because Loki's like, why don't you go after the Avengers? And the, it's funny because then he gets processed and his clothes get taken away and stuff. And he's getting processed. Like, 
get your tickets there and then you see this like little intro video which is kind of cool it's got it pays tribute to those old like 50s style 60s like you know psas animated psas and they got this character this mascot called miss minutes who's voiced by the brilliant tara strong if you know who she is she's one of bubbles from that powerpuff girls she's timmy turner she's done so much voiceover work so we got to see her for a little bit as well Doing that little PSA and um, pretty much uh, right now I got NXT right now so look real Marigo's coming out right now um, but um, yeah and it's like Loki you know game process and you see um, Owen Wilson make his appearance in the MCU universe I guess he's like one of the agents and stuff Agent Mobius is his name um, Agent Mobius yeah and apparently there's something going on where time agents like TVA like enforcement officers are getting attacked and they're just investigating what's going on and stuff. And they go to different periods, too, because it's, like, they're checking different periods. Like, they, I guess they're going after, like, a variant. They're investigating, like, a variant who's apparently... The way it looks is, like, a hooded figure, so he's apparently killing, like, the agents. And, like, he's killing, like, the time agents, basically. TVA agents. So, basically, they're trying to find out what's going on. Then you get Loki standing trial and for his crimes and stuff. And then Loki's trying to say, oh, yeah, I'm a god and stuff. I got powers and stuff. And then he gets uh, pretty much hit with reality, because he finds out what happens to him eventually. Yeah. Like, what happens later on in his life. And now he's, like... It kind of leaves, like, what he's going to do next. Especially that's what the episode leaves, like, what he's going to do next. You know, what they're gonna, how they're going to use him, like, you know... Almost his character, Moby's, like, he's trying to, you know... Come a deal or something. So we'll have to wait and see. Because the episode kind of leaves off, like, what he's going to do next. You know, what... So they do the same thing where they just drop the episode every Friday? I think it's going to be every Wednesday. Oh. Cool. It's every Wednesday. They're doing like the weekly, which I did like because, like, say you give people time to, you know, watch the episode and then kind of reflect on it, which I do like. And like I said, this is what I, that's what I do like about these Marvel cinematic shows because it kind of bridges that story and it gives characters that you know their time and stuff to expand upon it. And like I said, right now with you know a lot of movies game released later this year, but it's kind of cool with the timeline wise, which they talk about and stuff and. um it was real, real done because I like. There was some comedy, there's some humor in there that you don't expect, and like, and then like Tom Hiddleston is a producer on the show as well, so he gets to put his input oh. in as well. But it's, it's kind of funny. Look, there, are, there are some cool dialogue and there are some humor in it as well, and it's funny how oh, the one thing I like for a fact when they made the joke about the Infinity Stones, how they're just like paperweights in the office in the TVA, like they're not, they're not that powerful here. Because you know, like this one point, spoiler guys, he's in like the I guess it's like the office where they keep like the evidence and stuff. For the TVA, because he's looking for the Tesseract, and then they realize he opens the one of drawers, and he's like, "Oh well, there's an Infinity Stones." And one of the guys tells him, "Oh, we just use them as paperweights. They're not that useful anymore." And it's like it kind of defeats the purpose and stuff, like you know, what the time with the Infinity Stones to them, to like the TVA. And then, like I said, Loki sees, you know, ends up seeing, you know, his mom again because you know, if you've ever watched like Thor: Dark World, what happens to his mom, and then how he kind of like. For some reason, like this, he does with Loki, so he's starting to regret what he's done and stuff. Like he doesn't like hurting people, and then I kind of like the fact that they did when they're showing like his past crimes when he was younger. They did a tribute to like DB Cooper, and if you guys don't know about the story of DB Cooper, supposedly it was this man who pretty much was on this flight and pretty much wrote a note to the store saying that I have a bomb and they had to be forced to land and they had to give him like a ransom money or something. He asked for a lot of he asked for a lot of stuff. He asked for a lot of stuff, and you know, I got a parachute and escape, and apparently this was Loki. 
And so, like, it was <laughs> D.B. Cooper. Yeah, Loki was... funny. It was funny. There was actually a cool sequence and stuff. Uh, like, he was D.B. Cooper. It was that's like... fucking hilarious. No, it was good. Look, dude, like, definitely check out the episode. It's really well done. Like I said, just the lighting and the tone of the show, like, the way the office looks cool, too, because it almost like that retro style and stuff, too. But, like I said, and they're like, oh, take a ticket. And then he's going through, like, the screening. And then I like the fact that it talks about the whole robot thing, because it's like, there's one part when he's going through, like, the thing. And, like, one of those metal detectors, he's like, the guy tells him, like, this machine determines if, like, you're, like, determine if you're, the, you're a robot or a human or, like, a person or organic matter. And then Loki, like, first he was, like, he's going to proceed, like, wait a minute, wait, he's, like, wait a minute, why happens if I'm a robot? <laughs> like, he, he contemplates, like, he thinks about, wait a minute, what happens if I'm a robot? Because the, the dude tells him, if you're, like, machine, that it will, it's designed to disintegrate you. Yeah. And then he gets him thinking, am I a robot or am I a real thing? And then she crosses over, he's, like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's funny. It's, it has its humor points but like i said i'm looking forward to see how the rest of it plays out like i said it's gonna be like Wednesdays. i didn't see how many episodes it's gonna be going for i think it probably be like 10 or 9 episodes i don't know how because i know was it wandavision was almost like nine episodes and like falcon and winter so falcon and winter soldier was like i think it was about the same amount i think or eight episodes i forgot so yeah so definitely check out loki guys it's currently airing on disney plus it's gonna be on wednesdays so you can still have time to check out like the first episode um, that's like, yeah, so definitely, I, I was watching that episode of the weekend, like I said, yesterday, and like I said, Tom Hiddleston, phenomenal job, so, we'll see how it goes, like, moving forward and see how it is, so Biko, yeah, you really gotta catch up on that and check it out and see for yourself what you think of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it later this, well, I'll probably watch it tomorrow, actually. Yeah, so, so good. One thing I do want to bring up, because I, I'm trying to find the article, but, um... Because to me, it was like, what the fuck, you know? Um, sorry, guys, I'm cursing. <laughs> but, that, hey, that's what you get when you want to listen. So, um, yeah, so one thing I did, um, I'm trying to pull up the article. I'm trying to find it. Here, I might have to look it up on Google. But I wanted to show us, if you guys haven't seen, like, the animated show Harley Quinn. Um, it's really good. I heard it's like really, really good anime show. It's like an adult DC animated um, show. So it's got, like, a lot of adult humor and stuff. It's, you know... You got Kayla Kuko as um, Harley Quinn. You got the, you got Derek Bader's back as Batman because he did Batman Brave and the Bold. And you got so many actors and they got so many villains that finally get their time to shine like obscure villains. They get their time to shine there. And, you know, Poison Ivy relationship between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is kind of like that whole bond between them. Yeah. And, you know, I got to look it up because this, there, uh, something popped up about it. I think one of the showrunners in the show was, I guess, for the upcoming season... Um, they had to cut a scene or something, so let me look it up. Yeah, because they talked about it here. Um, because like I said, now it's on HBO Max, and um, since they pretty much crushed, um, uh, pretty much crushed uh, DC Universe is pretty much getting phased down and stuff. So a lot of the DC shows are moving to HBO Max. But here we go. I think I pull up an article from TV Line. Um, this is what they said here. Um. Apparently, there's a thing where one of the executive producers revealed that DC KO, I guess they had this scene where Batman and Catwoman were doing it. Like, Batman was going down at Catwoman, and DC's like, no, they don't do that. Heroes don't do that. They don't have sex? Apparently, that's what it says here. It says here, um, in a recent interview with our sister side, I guess, they declined their part of variety on the variety umbrella, but... 
Let me read a little bit from the article here. It says here, in a recent interview with our sister side variety, co-creators, DPs, Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher, said that iconic comic company nixed a season three Harley Quinn scene that depicted one of its legacy characters bestowing some highly specific special attention upon another. And this is what they said. Um, Halpern said that, and quote, that we had a moment where Batman was going down Catwoman and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like heroes. Don't do that. Upper told Variety. So we said, uh, you're saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no. It's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy. Batman's also going down on someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because I guess now Batman's only allowed to be only for kids if you're only selling toys, so it's it's oh, fucking shit. stupid. But I look, guys, if it's any cons- if it's any consolation as a Marvel as a Marvel uh, enthusiast, it's just another thing to fucking avoid DC for, or, or just laugh at them about just like if they can't they can't make fucking movies for shit. Uh, and then the thing that they are good at, which is the comics and the animation and the animation. Yeah, they now they're like, it's like they can't, they cannot never find ways of shitting in their own bed. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, it's like when Disney pulls this shit or when Nintendo pulls this shit, where like they gotta be so whole, the whole mire than thou, and like we're literally telling them this isn't a problem, this is actually good, like it's gonna help viewership, and they're like, no, we don't do that, so. It fucks them up in the ass, and then they complain. Well, we're losing fans, and it's like, well, dude, you're you're shooting yourself in their foot. But it's like saying, yeah, it's I like, understand dude, for Fraggy Sanchez, but it's like it doesn't help for fact. You know, these heroes have lives outside being what? heroes. Yeah. And they have relationships and you stuff. You think kids are that naive? You think kids are not are that oblivious to what's how you know they how the birds and the bees work? It's like. They teach sex ed when you're in fifth grade. That's already by like eleven or twelve, and you're already hitting puberty. Some people, an average at nine to twelve already, you're already like starting, and then you hit your spurt, obviously. In the, but it's the like, but like, yeah, and it's like, come the fuck on. It's like I got it, but if you got a show like Harley Quinn, that's like an adult animated DC show. I mean, they gotta have that adult humor. But it's like you're doing it for HBO Max. I, I, I thought it would be interesting. It'd be funny. You know, it's like, it'd be interesting. But it's showing that, you know, Batman can't want to have that relationship. I mean, the comics are freaking married, man. It's like, you know, wouldn't they like to have an offspring or something? You know, they engage in the foreplay and all that stuff. Like, come on. It's like, how, yeah, like, how you explain, like, all these, you know, other people, all these offspring coming out, like Damian Wayne and stuff. Yeah, and that that's coming from Bad Bruce Wayne had doing it with, you know, What's her name? Uh, Razagul's daughter, Talia. So it's like, how you explain that? Or you know, well, it's like, oh, so son, all of a sudden he doesn't have parents. <laughs> he, they just pop out of nowhere and they exist. They come out of anywhere. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like to me, it's like, it's like the creation. It's funny. Like I look at this as being, it's hilarious. Yeah, you let everyone like they let them do their thing with the show, but that's the one thing we draw the line. Like you can't have Batwoman, have Batman engaging in foreplay with Catwoman. It's like. I don't know, and like, what's your direction here? You know, you're you're tanking with the whole like the DC in the cinematic universe. I mean, the only good thing you got going for your Shazam, like that's the only good thing you got going great for you guys. You try to redeem yourself with the Schneider cut of Justice League, which, like I said, I still have not seen. But at the same time, I mean, that's the only thing that's helping you right now is still those sales of DC comics and then, you know the comic book media, and then of course your animated shows are still you know that's what people want to see. You know, the animated program, and I'm glad that I saw that they um. 
they decided to continue on with Batman the animated series as a like, comic book form. Like I think that they did that recently. Um, they did a sequel to it, and then like I said, it's just. It is it is really interesting, like just this article. Like I said, dude, it's like I saw it on Twitter because Twitter does these headlines, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And it's just funny coming from like the executive producers, just like the showrunners, like that's funny as hell. So like, oh, we're trying to sell toys and stuff, like, yeah, but you're not okay. And like, if this is saying it, how are you gonna explain all the people doing the Rule Thirty Four shit? You're going to stop them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing the Rule 34. And I'm not going to go into what Rule 34 is. I would say you guys look that up. You know, I'm not going to go explain what Rule 34 is. But if, you need, if you're need, if you curious, look it up on Google. I'm not going to say it on the air. Um, yeah, so definitely, like I said, hopefully, um, if I ever get HBO Max, I definitely want to check out, you know, Harley Quinn show. And I'm a fan of Harley Quinn. It's awesome that she got her own show. Honestly, this is a character that came, like, originally created by Paul Dini. And, you know, Bruce Tim, they helped out with that. And pretty much, you know, she was a character that was just made just for the anime series. But she got so much popularity, they eventually, you know, gave her own, like, they actually added her to the comic book universe. Eventually, she spawned her own series. And she was part of the Suicide Squad. And, of course, speaking of Suicide Squad, I know the film is supposed to be coming soon. It's supposed to be coming out soon by James Gunn, which... We'll see how it goes with there, how he does it. I mean, we'll see. Because um, I know he wrote it, and it's like a reboot of it, basically. Over the David Ayer directed one version. So, okay. I mean, and one thing I did see um, yesterday, um, gaming-wise, I think um, Square Enix was doing like a little like presentation and stuff, like what their works and stuff going on. And did they show like the first um, teaser for um, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy? Dude, they're doing Marvel making these games. You know how they made the Avengers game? Um, now they did Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was kind of cool. It looks interesting. But the first time it's like, it's not a multiplayer game. They made it straight fact. You're playing as Peter Quill. It's a single player. You're playing as Peter Quill. But you can have the other Guardians with you. And apparently it's going to be based on the choices you make as Peter Quill. And how you interact with the Guardians and the choices you make. How it affects your team, basically. So it gives you it gives you it gives you the power of Peter Quill in your hands like it, the decisions you have to make as him and what the Guardians have to do and there's like a lot of cameos from other characters in here like Cosmo the dog, uh, Mantis makes an appearance in there as well based on the teaser and it looks interesting fun I haven't played the Marvel Avenger games I'm waiting for it to go on sale I know they just also released like the first um, DLC um, which is the Battle for Wakanda the Black Panther chapter that looks really cool too I, they show the teaser for that as well for the DLC for Marvel's Avengers. So you get to play as T'Challa, so that's going to be cool to see as well. And they're, I think they're showing some other Final Fantasy-inspired games and some games. I think they're remastering the... They're pixel remastering the original Final Fantasy games 1 through 6. Wow. For, like, mobile, I believe. Oh, shit. So they're remastering as well. It's like the Square Enix had their little thing. I think today it was, like, Nintendo Direct as well, which... Let me pull up and see if, like, what Nintendo Direct was doing today, so... But, like, yeah, so what... Overall, like I said, before we get into, like, video games and more, so just to state, you know, um, so what do you think the whole, like, Batman, Catwoman thing in with, with the Hardy Quinn show? The whole, like, oh, heroes can do this or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's it's just, like, this whole, this weird, like, the, the fact that this we're still, like, that's still such a situation... The fact that, like, Batman has... It's, it's on HBO Max, 
for fuck's sake. Like... On the water, it's E3. That's why, that's why they're showing these things. Is E3 what's going on right now. Oh, uh, okay. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's... It, like I mentioned, it's just DC doing this dance of where they they just can't make the right decision. Like they throw their money at certain things, and then like as far as PR with this like with this situation, it's just like I just continue to laugh or shake my head with the shit that DC decides to do or when they do release statements like this or, or that. Like it's just so like I mentioned, they just shoot. It just this is why. I just like Batman. There's nothing I fuck with Batman on DC. That everything else is just like, meh. But like, and it's hard to come not sound biased because of Marvel. But like, come on, it's night and day, right? So it's just that's what I laugh at. It's just it's it's cool. Like yeah, it's good that she got a show. But like DC needs to cut it. Like this whole PG shit where it's twenty, it's twenty twenty one, whatever. Like people, like I said, like. People are going to choose their content. Like, is parental controls not a thing anymore? Or like we said, like, you could put two... A kid could put two and two together, eventually. And if they don't show it, they don't show it. But at the end of the day, whatever. Like, like he said. Look, man, kids, if they look for something, they'll find it. They're curious as fuck. It's just how they are. So it's just like... <laughs> like I mentioned before, you could put two and two together. It's not that hard, um, but yeah, DC do better. Like what? I get it, but it's just kind of like you still shake your head at it. Yeah, I guess right now I just realized that I think the reason why Square Enix had a thing is like I said, the E3 is going on this week. I think it's like a digital event only. I mean, we're doing a virtual event of it, so that's what happened. And I think this is like the I guess um, this is I just pulled up an article from uh, Polygon, and it's like basically. Um, yeah, it's the ET, E3 2021 takes place in June 12th to 15th. It's a reimagined all virtual online event. Nintendo, Xbox, Bethesda, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai, Namco, Ubisoft, Capcom, others will deliver new video game announcements, trailers, release dates, and more. So I guess yesterday was like the Square Enix. But of course, Nintendo Direct, um, I just pulled up what they what they announced at E3. I'm just going to read the headlines and I'm going to see what your reaction is, Pico. Um, it says here, Kazuya from Tekken is coming to Smash Brothers. So I guess he's the newest announced fighter coming from... It says here, Legendary Big Bad. This is from the article from Polygon. The Legendary Big Bad for Tekken franchise, Kazuya Mishima, is coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate. The villain of the Bandai Namco fighting game franchise joins other fighting game superstars like Ryu from Street Fighter, not Ryu, <laughs> and Terry Bogart from the Fatal Fury series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever played Life is Strange. Mm, have I ever played it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's um, I think I have it on PS4. I played it originally. Um, this is it's a really cool like one of those like narrative type games where you affect the outcome of the story. It's one of those like interactive story games. Really well done. Music and it's a uh, great and I think they're doing like a remaster version of the of the games. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's, they're coming soon to the Switch so people get to play as well. Um, three games of Life is Strange franchise are coming to Nintendo Switch soon. Remastered collection of original games is heading to the console later this year, and Life is Strange 2 Colors will be coming September 10. Um, I guess they announced um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, Mario Party Superstars. I guess um, they're adding. I guess they're expanding upon the Mario Super Mario Party for the Wii, for the Switch. Um, says here, Mario Party Superstars is a new town in the series that will feature five classic boards from the Mario Party franchise. Ooh, so they're bringing back some old boards. 
plus over 100 mini games. The title will also feature online plays. You can play your friends or strangers online. So this is coming out October 29th, yours being the day. Oh, wow, they announced a new Metroid game, too, as well. Uh, Metroid Dread. It says Nintendo announced they're still working on Metroid Prime 4, but we didn't see anything new from the entry. We got a reveal of a stylish return to Series 2D roots with Metroid Dead, Dread, which is coming to Switch on October 8th. Uh, Cruise and Blast. Cruise and Blast is the latest entry in the long-running Cruise and franchise of arcade racing games. It's coming to some Switch this fall. Okay. Uh... Arcade publisher Raw Thrills, company co-founded by Eugene Jarvis, the original designer of the Cruising series on Everyday Games back in the 1990s. Oh, is it kind of like Cruising USA? It sounds like it. It's sweet. It's going to call Cruising Black. Oh that's my god, gonna, remember Cruising USA? That's going to be what? Uh, what? On Switch, dude. This oh, is this one on Nintendo Direct, man. We'll go over it right now. But, man, cru- I know we're going off tangent, but, like, fam, remember Cruising USA, man? We so used to good. play in the arcades and they had it for the 64. Yeah, they really did the arcade port on the. Arcade one was the best one to play it though, because of the steering wheel. So yeah, no, but like playing on the sixty four with the Roamer pack, dude. Oh my god, that was fucking funny. But you get to like that's funny because you go through like the different cities or states and stuff, and it's all about being like in first place and stuff. And then you finally at the end, you finally win, and it's like. I remember that we used to go to the restaurants and they had the setup with the steering wheel and everything. It was like fifty cents to play. But you have to beat the timer and stuff versus the, um, the home console version. Um, where, yeah, you still had the timer, but now you kept playing and stuff. Oh man, I remember that game. That game was freaking awesome. That's kind of cool. They're doing it for, I think it's also coming to PC as well. It's like, almost um, like Wire, they're going to do another Wireware title. It's called Wire- Oh no, really? <laughs> yep, Wireware, oh, man. Fuck yeah. Those games are so fucking fun, man. Those are very underrated. Like, I think. For for the run that the Wii had, I think that was the best port for those things to get, as far as the wire because there's because there's so much fun and just like the way it, it utilized the Wii the the Wii's gunchuck stuff. So like for it to go on the Switch, I think it's gonna be fun. Cause doesn't can't you doesn't the Switch have like yeah, remember the Switch moves? has the Joy Cons. Right, so you could, so you see, so like that's just, and it's just another fun party game they can add to the Switch library that helps they can compete with Mario like, Party. Like, that's like the, that's so what they did like with Mario Party. You had to use the Joy Cons, and it's kind of cool. Okay, mostly do like promote. Well, yeah, this is called uh, since the latest game in a while. Mini game series is coming with a new entry called WireWare Get it Together. Now two Get players can together. go. Now two players can go wild in this micro game mayhem. The title comes to November Switch on September tenth. Ooh, man, I got that. That's games. fucking cool. Oh, cool. Um, the Shin Megami Tensei series. That's like uh, basically Shin Megami Tensei. Basically, that's um, that's like the main series. Like Persona series is like a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei. It's in the JRPG. Um, so that's why you see most of the same like enemies you fight in the Persona series um, are from the Shin Megami Tensei series. And it says here, Shin Megami Tensei Five brings an intermission and post-apocalyptic version of Tokyo to the Nintendo Switch. And they get to show the trailer saying November twelfth. Um. Oh shoot! Danganronpa is coming back. Um, Dangan- oh, it looks like they're. Um, oh, it's coming back as a. It's a um, pretty much as a bringing it to the Switch. Oh wow! Um, Danganronpa Decadence brings three games for franchise to Nintendo Switch later this year. The bond brings together Trigger Happy Havoc. Um, Danganronpa, Danganronpa Two, Goodbye Despair, Danganronpa Three, Killing Harmony. Yeah, because I know there were. I think that series was going through kind of like a publishing. Switch this year that it was like originally on the on the PlayStation Store and they took it out and they brought it back because I guess one of the publishers lost their rights to it and like a new publisher picked it up so now it looks like they're um 
they're bringing it to the Switch. So it's like, sorry guys, I'm bringing on Nintendo, but we'll go back and look up the internet. It's kind of I forgot about E3, so this is a good way to talk to close out the episode, talk about E3 stuff. Um, next game that looks like they announced was um, Fatal Frame, Made in a Black Water. So if you ever, um, you ever heard of uh, Fatal Frame? Um, I think it was on the DS. And what the game did was, um, if you use the DS, you move it around with the controller. You take like basically, it's a game where a franchise where pretty much your camera reveals like ghosts and stuff. It's like one of those like ghost photography type games. And it looks like it says the latest game in the franchise coming back on a minor update with Fatal Frame being a black water. And you look for the horror game series. Come soon, tell us which there is here. Hmm, interesting. Um, oh wow, they announced um Advance Wars. If you guys don't know what Advance Wars is, it's kind of like those um, it's like a Kind of like a real-time strategy game, but we, you got tanks and stuff, and you're you're pretty much like setting up tanks and stuff. It's like strategy. It's kind of like almost like um, oh my God, I Fire Emblem as well. Fire Emblem. So it says here, Advance Wars is getting rebuilt from the ground up, and it's on Switch. Advance Wars one two reboot campaigns to get the first two games in the franchise. Oh, in a single package. The updated version of the game comes in December three. Pre-order is later today. Oh, it's gonna go in the Ash Got Trailer. So you get to check out the trailer. I think Nintendo put them on their YouTube channel. Um, they also announced um, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. So if you ever heard of Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors is pretty much kind of like, um, uh, pretty much like how, um, it's kind of like Dynasty Warriors meets Legends of That's basically what it is. And they just announced, I guess, the next expansion to it as well. Um, they also announced, uh, oh, wow, they're making a Game & Watch version of Legend of Zelda. An actual, wow, it's an actual working Game & Watch. It says if for the Legends of Zelda 35th anniversary, Nintendo announced a new game watch system that comes with the downsized versions of the Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, the Legend Adventure Leak, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Awakening, and Link centric version of Vermin along with a playable clock. You'll be able to pick the Strollback handheld on, 20, uh, on November. So, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know if you remember Game Watch. Game Watch is like the precursor to the Game Boy. But here it's like you get to play like the old school Legend of Zelda and stuff. So that's, that's pretty cool. He's got a little Triforce and stuff here, guys. Um, oh wow, they finally announced what everyone's been waiting for. Looks like Nintendo, Nintendo closed it off with the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So it says here, they're doing a sequel to Breath of the Wild. I guess that's what everyone was like waiting for. That's how they, Nintendo closed it off. So they're doing a sequel to Breath of the Wild. It says the sequel to Breath of the Wild is taking the story to the skies of Hyrule and Tenerville. That short trailer leaves more questions than answers. Company was short on details for release, but they're aiming for a 2022 release. So they are working on a sequel. Right no, dude, I, they were talking about they, they're releasing a Game and Watch version of Legend of Zelda, like an actual portable system of Game and Watch that's going to include like Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Venture Link, Legend of Zelda: Link is Awakening from like the Game Boy version, and um, Vermin, which is like I guess it's like a Link version and interactive interactive digital clock and timer. And so it's come out in November. So yeah, let me pull up E3 because this is kind of interesting. I forgot about E3. <laughs> so let me go ahead and E3 2021. So we'll, so we'll, we're gonna take a short break, guys. Um, for the ad, we're gonna take care of some ad read here. Um, um, and then when we come back, we'll go over whilst they're showing for E3. This is very interesting. So don't go away, guys. We'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Alright guys, and we're back. Um, we're, um, hope you enjoyed the ad read. Um, uh, like I said, E3, like I said, Oh, today I think today was like the last day for it, but they announced, like I said, a lot of um companies, a lot of companies were because they, they like I said, being with the pandemic and stuff, they decided to be more like it was going to be pretty much um all virtual. But I'm trying to pull up like the biggest announcements here. Let's see, The Verge. Okay, here we go. Best traders of E3 2021. Like I said, um. Uh, Microsoft Nintendo Square Enix were on there as well, and like I said, um, you definitely need to check out the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Square Enix showed the first debut trailer of it. Um, they also, I guess, right now, but this announced um, Starfield, um, which is pretty much uh, it says here. But this is not epic. Starfield was announced in 2018 when it teased teaser renew its name. It was about space. This trailer doesn't show a whole lot more of the game, but at least it feels like more like that right now. So I guess that that's their new IP for Bethesda. So by the creators are gonna fall out and stuff. So that's like the new thing. Um, one thing that Ubisoft um, decided to do, of course, you know, if everyone were waiting for the Avatar movies, the sequels to finally come out soon. We're still waiting for those. It's been what 2009. We've been waiting <laughs> for a new Avatar film. Apparently, um, Ubisoft worked with James Cameron, and now they have a video game. It's called Avatar Frontiers and Pandora. They released the trailer for that. Um, it says Ubisoft Mass Entertainment knows working division games your home in the new title, which puts players in the role of the Navi, exploring a new part of the alien planet. So you get to take on the role of the Navi. I guess it's going to be like an exploration type game. Um, Xbox looks like they announced uh, Redfall, which is, looks like it's going to be kind of like a. Looks like it's going to be almost like a version of Left 4 Dead, but with vampires, looks like. Hmm. So it's going to be like a four-player co-op, but with vampires. More vampires? Sweet. So then they announced Forza Horizon 5. Damn. Um, but it says there are better few ways to show off new hardware and shiny cars. Forza 5 is yet on purpose this with a gorgeous trailer that shows off how good on next season racers. Um, Bethesda and... And Xbox announced the Outer Worlds 2. So that's going to be coming out as well. PC uh, looks like they announced they always run trailer. Sometimes you don't get strict action. The E3 trailer for they always run. This always time with stuff. So jumping right to the gameplay. Show the fast first comment. The game says it's coming soon. Um, Xbox announced Somerville. Uh, given that some of developers appear to work in games, I guess it's like it takes looks like the game takes takes in the midst of some kind of large catastrophe and has three dimensional elements. And of course, um, what can we talk about Mario 
Then I guess Ubisoft is working with Nintendo again with Mario and Rabbids. Spark, spark some hope. So if you remember like Mario and Rabbids, I guess they're doing a sequel. <laughs> so the Mario team are teaming up with the Rabbids who come in, came from the Rayman franchise. So another collaboration between Ubisoft and pretty much Ubisoft and Nintendo. Hmm. Was that, I don't know. I've, I've seen demos for like the original one. It was like almost like a strategy type thing. And of course, um, Ubisoft showed off a new trailer for um, Far Cry 6. That's the one with um, Gino Color Esposito playing the villain. Oh, shit. Okay. And I guess they released like a new little trailer meeting him, basically. It says here, um, four minutes of Gino Color Esposito chewing scenery is exactly what we need. Only right now, that's in the comments from the, the Verge right now. But yeah, you get. To, I guess it's like. I guess you get to uh, meet with him and stuff and know about his stories. He plays like a dictator. Mm-hmm. Like in a country that's kind of similar to like Cuba, I think. And that's kind of cool. And seeing him, look at that. Look at it. Look at his face, dude. It's like. Jim Carrey's was Zito, man. He doesn't rely on the oh, job, no, man. He's a great he's actor, man. Excellent actor. Um, It's just. He's just. He's honestly one of my favorite characters in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. And he's also in like. um, um He's also in a freaking. The one show I'm watching on. um. Most upon a time, he's on there as well. He just really got, he's like the magic mirror, but in there he's like a reporter and stuff. He's really interesting. Well, that's what's like the unique thing about um, acting and like, for, and like, you can generally fit most demographics and then like, as you put, you know, take on roles, put your, put in the work, it, it's really amazing to see like different actors actually get like some shine when a property that they worked on, mm-hmm. like gets, you know, gets some hype or, or they get some viewership, you know, and, yeah, I think that's cool to see. Like, I mean, we we like for like, and it's ironic that he did get to uh, work with Brian Cranston, but just like that, like these guys have put in the work, and they've been around, and they and like it takes one of you know one or two shows nowadays, like especially with TVs, like can really break you, and it, like could really like break you big. You know, what I mean, like you could really break it big, in in like acting, just doing a good sh- TV show or being a part of a TV show compared to what back then where it's like act like the big things were doing movies and now you're seeing a lot of these actors who do movies go onto the, the TV screen or you know or or going to these streaming platforms and I think it's a it's and it's kind of cool and then the longevity is and there then, for uh, and then now going to video games because now with I haven't I have Death Stranding I have not played it yet because I'm trying to save it for Twitch that's the game with like Norman Reedus. You got Norman Reedus, Matt Mickelson, and I forgot what the other actress was her name is. They're all in that game. That's right. They hear Dale Kojima. It's like, um, and then I know they just announced for the PS5. They're doing a director's cut version of Death Stranding now. So I wonder what extra stuff he's going to add on there as well. But I haven't even played Death Stranding yet. And I'm I'm looking forward to that for my stream. And like I said, it's like actors now going into like video games as well, and putting out now only their acting chops doing the mocap work now and everything. So. Like the Far Cry series, you know, it's very interesting. And of course, um, let's see, the big popular news, I just pull up IGN because when it comes to like E3, they do, they do a phenomenal job um, announcing. So let me see here, latest news. Here, uh, let's see, here we go, news. There we go, news, here we go. We're going to talk about Nintendo. We'll talk about Forza. Let's see if there's anything new. Uh, the Bobby Kotick salary drama. Bridges on a sure horse pushback against high payments. What the heck? For what? 
You ever heard of Bobby Kotick? Bobby Kotick? Yeah. No. Hmm. You know what that is? I have no idea. We're not, we're not gonna go with that. Oh wow! Look at the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's being released on the PlayStation Store finally. After patches? I guess it's after patches. They they took it off their store. They took it off their store after. Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, after what happened when they, like they got, like Project Bread, CD Project Red got so much trouble because, they because the footage they were showing was for next gen system and people that don't have access to the next gen. They were when they were showing the demos for it. They were always showing like the PC version, and next gen. They were showing the PC version. They were not showing like the console version. And they got remember they got in trouble for that. Yeah. And it, the game was so broken, like for the consoles, and people still have like the last gen system still. And you know it's hard to come by to try to get like the new gen system. It's still a hard thing to get. <laughs> the game was so broken to the point it's like they had to get they had to create so many patches and. They got in trouble for, like, shareholders were so pissed off. No, I know, like, because they want, like, in, like rapid return on investment. But uh, that's the problem with these games. It's funny because, like, I, like for instance, this situation was kind of similar to, like, the No Man's Sky thing, except, like, the game wasn't completely broken, but it had a numerous amount of errors to where it's like, what the fuck, and obviously we see the backlash. Um, but it's it's... I, re- I played No Man's Sky uh, earlier this year, or no, last year I played it, and after, you know, what the flack it got in a couple years after, you play the game and it's actually pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it's it plays well, it's interesting, um, you need a lot of patience for it, but, like, that that was a game that was so hyped up, member, and it got, like, comp- it, like it blew- was went out in a blaze of non-glory because it just couldn't get its shit together. It pitched so many things that you could do. It was definitely going to be a genre... Like changing game and in the thing is like obviously like later on you play it and it's a lot better it's good for what it is so I think with the cyberpunk situation like that it's good it got relisted um but that's what happens and that's the problem with these gaming companies that they want to rush and, and and push their developers to work overtime and then you put out a shitty product because one people they want the instant gratification when it comes to games, but also it's like, do you want good games or you want shitty games? Because I don't want every single game company to make shit right away where mm-hmm. it's like Call of Duty, where every year has a new title has to come out or these sports games or a new title has to come out and it's basically the same product. It's half-assed shit knowing that you're gonna knowing that they have a market who are gonna buy it no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like an, a way to, to stop this where they they these people are just making like I guess essentially half-assed games and actually took the time to give their developers time to to work the kinks and and obviously you know work with bugs and, and to create a great game because like we've seen the development of video games for the past 30 almost 40 years now and it's just like what happened not what happened but it's like damn man i miss those days where these developers took their fucking time to make great products and to make let alone games that like that impact your life so much and this is a thing like and i hate to see something like cyberpunk have such a unique experience and bring something to the table fuck up themselves because they don't want to give themselves time because they're so pressured by the fans to come it's like dude at the end of the day fans are gonna have to wait mm-hmm. it's like if you want it you're gonna you're gonna have to wait and it's good it's the same thing in the music industry too it's like these albums you know, it takes time. Like, we argue. It's like, oh, I, I can't wait for a Kendrick Lamar album. Come it's been years. I can't wait for this that. But then when they put it out and they make this amazing product, 
you never once complain anymore that it took them seven to eight years to make something. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, what the what the matter uh, as opposed to when fucking Guns N' Roses finally released Chinese Democracy and it fucking sucked. But like, you know what I mean? It's like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Or like the same people get mad at George R. R. Martin, the fans of Game of Thrones, all that bullshit. You know? So it's just kind of like, do you want something good? You're gonna have to wait and and see the efforts. You know, the fruits of their labor, right? So like, yeah, it just when you force people to work under these constringent timelines. It's fucking... It makes for a shitty product. And and, and that's what sucks. Um, is that, like, I want that culture in the gaming industry to change, but, like, it's also... That's also the worst part of it. And it's, like... You know, it shares similarities to fan... To, like, fandoms and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't... It's, what they, what's that age-old thing? Too much of a good thing is a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. So... When it comes to that, like, it's it's good that it relisted, but honestly, like, fuck. Maybe that was a good solution on their part, to take it off so they can actually do it and so people can't buy half-assed games. Yeah, but I think right now, yeah, it was sorry to break the limousine because that's interesting to see. Yeah, they, like, Sony pulled it off, but let me look and see what it's saying here. Um, oh, it says there, even if it's coming back, but it says there, like, PlayStation still, like, warning... Um, viewers, um, um, you know, gamers that when you buy the game, just make sure you get the patches you need because it's still going to have some issues still mm-hmm. to make sure you get the patches and stuff. So, um, one thing too, I know you're a big Halo fan. Um, yeah. It says here Halo Infinite, it looks like it's still announced for 2021, but I don't know if it's for Xbox Series X or for Xbox they, One. I honestly feel like they'll probably make both. For the time being, still obviously. Yeah, because there's a lot. Of, like I, I have PlayStation Four, and there's still a lot of games being announced for both systems. Like they announced so many games coming out for, but like, like a lot of systems are coming out PS4 because, it like I said, it's hard to get a new. It's hard to get the next gen console because they're due to like, you know, port shortages. You know, that and money, money, the things that everyone's just. For the people who really like got impacted financially with the situation and, and that are struggling to come up, you know, working to get out of the situ like the, the holes that are built because of the situ- the pandemic and all that stuff, it's like okay, if they're gonna continue to make games. Yeah, it looks like it is. It looks says here a, the majority of people aren't gonna fucking be able, aren't gonna be able to afford it. And I like you mentioned earlier in the past episodes, like it's it's hard to justify spending for this right now. Where like. Yes, everything's good and stuff, but it's all about the like the feeling left out thing. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah, feeling left out of the party kind of deal. Yeah, because so like, you have to deal with yeah, you got to deal with freaking scalpers and stuff, yeah. bots, and trying to snatch up these systems. Then not knowing what the retailers have a certain amount of supplies, and you have to go through these hoops and stuff just to get a system, which is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, and you know you and like there's people who want to friend you know game with their friends and communities and stuff, and people in like now that these systems have got like. You know, the streamers in in like in thought to to develop these systems. Like, it goes to show what it's been a year that this came out. The system, almost a year since the system. These both like, these systems, and it's still hard to find. But that's the thing. And, and, and but then I don't care that it's not. It's hard to find. That's that's given. What I like though is that it's only going to kick up the incentive to create a, a hard, obviously a, a second like a two point version um, bundles around new properties getting released. 
but also they get to work out the kinks mm -hmm. and that's what's important about it it's like yeah we wait a long cycle for new jet next gen systems but this is why is because there's so many things they need to take in to a matter of fact just like phones like that's a problem with phones right like we're every year's a new phone but it's stupid because they could do the same situation where it's like well did i really need this mm -hmm. no so it's just kind of like i want that you need that space and time so with consoles even much more important is that it has to catch up with you know technology graphics cards being a big issue sometimes with these like they got to factor in so many things to where like Maybe it is a better time. It's a better financial solution to wait for them to to work on their systems, because you can run that risk of a you can't find it anywhere, or or b you get a system that fucks up. So, is it that man? The demand is up still, but I feel like, in turn, it's gonna give more time for these developers to release good games. So it's just like it's a cycle, right? It has mm -hmm. to. They're relying on each other so much that they can also be so detrimental to each other at the same time because the lack of coordination and in, in, in appeasing to this like instant gratification thing when it comes to technology you know what i mean yeah so talk about like, like i said you're a big fan of halo you know halo infinite was announced and stuff um it says here it is going to be x it's going to be pc xbox one xbox series x it will support like cross play and all that stuff with pc games when it comes to that multiplayer factor um, looks like it's getting announced because it's supposed to be coming out. I think, uh, let me see, it says here coming out this holiday season. Looks like they announced November 9th. Looks like they're pushing, it was originally got delayed from July 2020, so it got of last year. So it looks like it got, it got bumped up to um, November 9th. I guess it, it's gonna be Halo Infinite, okay. But it says here, updates, it says the Xbox Brazil Twitter account. Appears to have revealed a release date for Halo Infinite from IGN. It looks to be set for release until now. Let's point out that some on Twitter. The release date would be coincided with Forza Horizon 5, so maybe a mistake. The tweet has since been deleted. Xbox, um, Jeff Roberts, I said it was just a typo. Okay, so it looks like it's still slated for a holiday 2021, but it looks like it is going to be... Sweet. It is going to be cross-play with PC gamers, and you can play with oh, PC gamers. And it'll be cross-gen. Um, I guess you can play also with, like, next-gen gamers as well. It says Halo Infinite's multiplayer oh, suite. Oh, so then that means they are going to make a... It says Halo Infinite's multiplayer suite is free to play for everyone. It has been optimized for every device. PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And, you know, S is, like, the slim version. And, of course, too, um, I don't know if you guys um, play Overwatch. I know Overwatch is opening up the beta for, like, the cross-play beta. So, one thing I... Did link the one thing. So yeah, if you and your buddies have an Xbox One or a PS4, um, your or Switch, um, you may be able to crossplay. Um, I think that they're, they're right now the beta is coming soon for crossplay, so you'll be able to play with your friends on other systems. I think what you need to do is create like a Battle.net account and just link your Xbox Series uh, and your Xbox account, or PlayStation account, and just sync it with that, and then you'll be able to play with your buddies. So. Yeah, interesting. Let's check out the E3 announcement, guys. I know I, I mentioned a few of the games here, mostly from Nintendo. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out on IGN or wherever you get your video game fix. So, oh, it's yeah, about, yeah. so it's about that time. We're going to start wrapping it up. Um, anything else you want to add, Biko, before we wrap up? Oh, uh, fuck. As we approach this summer, guys, um, as we know, uh, at least from what I've read around so far, um, at least considering Chicago, uh, they are finally 
basically le- releasing the hatches when it comes to like you know hanging around downtown you know your local spots for bars so like the nightlife and all that stuff is open again and people are out and doing their thing now and it's obviously it's like it's like school's out again so with that in mind it's just like obviously people are ready to get this summer going and have a better time being able to like like you mentioned earlier like you can i guess participate in the normalcy again uh but it just you know still be mindful guys uh that people are still going through it going through some shit uh, and just be be kind be mindful now that we're going out i would hope that you learn a little something now that like things are somewhat returning to that the way humans like to do in america so it's just kind of like just be mindful and and just be kind like always to people being understanding and kind and and just don't be an asshole uh and enjoy your summer guys this is uh it's it's um it's gonna be interesting uh and yeah we just we we hope that you guys continue to support us and what we do and uh we hope to get to provide some more entertainment for your summer uh as we move along throughout the year and yeah big things uh yeah so hopefully that's that's kind of why i want to extend it to um yeah all right all right guys that is it for the week um thank you so much for joining us make sure you can follow us on the social for the podcast on twitter at pop talking you can find us on facebook at talking pop um you got you can check out our merch store i just put up the new Biko and Fanchai shirts are now available on our stores. Check them out at spring.com and look for search for Talking Pop. You can check out the new merch on there. They're, they're comfortable. They're nice. They're sleek. You can wear it when you're chilling at the house or just hanging out with your friends or, you know, on a There's date. Many... You never know, guys. So you can have a little gift. Father's Day's coming up. So if you want to get your dad Yeah, we got mug mugs, guys. Yeah, we got mugs. From his favorite podcast, you know, like. Hook it up. Hook them up. You got to hook up their fathers because, you know, they did something. They dropped the package for you to be here. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, so just check it on there. Like, yeah, go to spring.com, search on their store, search on their talking pop. And like I said, check out the merch. We got the, even we got tank tops, especially for the summer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's getting fucking warm. Um, like I said, you can follow. If you're into video games and stuff and you're into JRPGs like I am, you can check my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash franchise 685 i am the casual gamer usually i try to stream once or twice a week and i'm currently i am playing atelier riza the ever darkness in the secret hideout and also the legend of heroes trails of cold steel parkour i've been playing those games and also like i said i also play other type of jrpg games as well i'm working like i said i got so much games in my collection that I need to get through. Most of them are going to be like role play games or kind of like story based games like kind of like similar to telltale series the walking dead Check it out, my gaming channel. Make sure to hit that follow button as well to pretty much get notified when I'm streaming again. Once again, thank you so much for joining me this joining us this week. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>